microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. of issue episode of wookie radio it is the smugglers trio ken derek and myself mike how are you guys going doing going whatever for two of us mate aren't you oh yeah that's how i'm doing <laughs> if i wanted to carry that a little bit further what's up buck <laughs> which i've met silva who was inside the tweaky costume i met him ah. at celebration was it celebration six i think he's still out there doing conventions and stuff too oh yeah 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 i want to say i met him at celebration six because i never realized he was in in star wars initially i mean i'm, I'm not surprised there was a while they basically any um any little person with uh, an acting card in um the uk was actually in a star wars movie at one point Mm, yeah. I think eventually, when you get to Return of the Jedi, they had to fill a lot of Ewok costumes. So if you're a little person who could, who actually was an actor, or if you're one of the children of the people working on set, you were an Ewok. Yeah, very much so. Um, well, I'm going to say, I believe it was, if it wasn't this week, it was last week, we got the final issue of Poe Dameron from Marvel Comics. Ah, Oh, that's right. Ended with issue 31. But then again, we, we I think when we talked about on the, the last Smuggler's Alliance, that that could have been because they were starting to hit close to home with what's going to be coming in Resistance. Mm. Possibly. Which is very possible because that's what happened with Kanan. So, um, so yeah, Poe Dameron comes in and after two annuals and 31 issues as if i was counting or anything yeah well that's a pretty good run yes considering canaan went 12 and wasn't even and originally wasn't even supposed to go that far it was only supposed to go six so uh she got ended up um stopping that was a good uh comic which one canaan canaan was great canaan was great uh it's a good read um go ahead derek i was gonna say that's one of the only ones i didn't read oh that's one if you could find the trade paperback so one or two trades for that uh probably two if it went 12 issues quite possibly yeah probably yeah it's worth it'd be worth picking those up let let me let me check with someone might be able might be able to find some so just hang tight on that Derek. but um 
I will say, I got to tell this story. A couple weeks ago, I had to order some stuff from Walmart. Well, you talked about last week. I got the porgs for for my daughter, who y'all have heard on the show. (laughs) Um, And I ordered a Dr. Afro vintage card. Well, Walmart sends it, and there's a crease all the way across the top of the card. Yeah, you were telling last week. So found on eBay a replacement where I paid half for the I, I paid a couple bucks cheaper for it and then shipping almost was half of what i paid for it um but it came in it looks great i have it on the wall right now so i took the old one and i know a couple podcasters out there they're gonna shoot me for this i opened it so what at this, I got no at, at this point please at this point in time the card was damaged to me there's no value in that card yeah i mean there's no f- there's no value to the backing. I mean, it was a very visible crease to the whole thing. So I've got one that's carded, that's set aside. I got to find a, I got to get a, a star case or something for it to protect it. But I'm um, showing Derek and Ken. Man, sculpt for this is nice. Yeah. yeah. How well you can see it. And the the arm tattoos. Uh, I mean, they did a great job with her. A really good job. I, I'm impressed. So I, it's one of those, if I, if I wanted to do the, the Afra and then eventually, hopefully they release bt and and trips as an individual instead of that three pack um who from the original trilogy do i go with it do i do han and c3po and r2 or do i do luke and c3po and r2 probably luke 3po and r2 because if you think about it 3po and r2 technically belong to yeah 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 that would make more sense i mean i don't i've never seen a transfer of ownership or anything but as far as i know 3po and r2 always have um like belonged to luke right but somehow they always well r2 pretty much always with luke yeah c3po ends up wherever needed yeah well yeah i say luke doesn't have a whole lot of use for protocol droid usually no and working with Leia, exactly what he was designed for. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess I'll probably do end up doing Luke. I just don't, not sure which Luke I would get. I, I got to take a look at the series again and see what one of the more predominant outfits he's wearing. I want to say it, it's, he's not, I don't think he's still in the farm boy outfit. No. I think he's still in this. Is he, he, I don't think he's in the ceremonial outfit either. In which one? In the Star Wars comics. Trying to figure out what I don't he's know. wearing. Where oh. are the Star Wars comics? The new, the current Star Wars comics or the current, the current ones. I, I'm, I'm just gonna have to do the research, figure out how to do it. So, um, but speaking of the comics, speaking of the figures and that type of stuff, a new episode of Star Wars Resistance came out on Sunday, and this time it was called Fuel for Fire. And one that people got as a preview, isn't it? Or the um, are they still putting up a couple weeks ahead of time on the app? Uh, I don't know, because this was the last of the three that they had put up early. So if you had the app, you were able to watch this right away. If you didn't have the app, you had to wait till Monday or Monday to watch it on demand. Well, no, Sunday you could watch it in the morning. Because this Sunday will be the the fourth episode will drop. Um, But fun facts about Fuel for Fire. Um, We see Kaz's other new friend. Uh, and this is Garma, an elderly female, Arcona, um, and she suggests that Kaz could come live with her, and he respectfully declines very quickly. As a matter of fact, yes. Well, uh, hey, if um if he doesn't if he loses his spot with um Jaeger, then that's just perfect. Yeah, you can have him. Um, grandmother like character. Have himself a little sugar mama. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
Second is, uh, they say from StarWars.com, they, they say number two is, what's in the name? Uh, in the earliest outline of the episode, the young racers that Kaz meets had the placeholder names of Cammy, Fixer, and Deke. Hmm. I can see that. And these were the names of Luke Skywalker's teenage friends at Tashi Station, um, which were eventually cut from the film. Uh, now, did you recognize the voice who played Jace Rucklin? I thought it did. Then I saw this, and now I, I was pretty sure because I had heard he was going to be on the show somewhere. The voice is that of Elijah Wood. Uh, yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. And then number four, dressing the part, Rucklin, his ship, and his crew have a more worn look and sport muted colors as if they were struggling to make it as racers on the Colossus. Only the aces and the wealthier inhabitants have enough status and credits to buy custom-made ships and gear. Um, and then Rucklin's speeder bike is based on the early concept from Return of the Jedi. Yes. Which was great. Uh, I did recognize that. Uh, yeah. And the art it was uh, for that was Nilo Rodas Jamero, who did that concept art. Um, and then, of course, one of a kind, uh, according to art director Amy Beth Christensen, Opie Pitt is the only janitor on the Colossus. <laughs> uh, he is well, he is a Frigozian, and, yeah, and his goggles were designed to give him a cranky expression at all times, reinforcing his frustration when anyone makes a mess on his uh, his floor polisher was designed just for his use. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to those speeder bikes. Did you know? Did you recognize the sound effect? The sound effects used of those speeder bikes were directly out of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um, now, when when uh, when Jace tries to convince Cass to go check out Jaeger's personal ship and not the fireball, um, they go into his office and Cass finds a holographic photo of Jaeger and it's he's with um, with his squadron at the Battle of Jakku with a downed Star Destroyer rest behind him as seen in The Force Awakens. Now, wasn't it supposed supposedly wasn't the story behind the Battle of Jakku supposedly told in Star Wars Battlefront the original game? I believe parts of it were yeah. Okay. If I remember right I'm trying to because it's been a year or two since I've um, read it but I believe the last of the Aftermath series um, touches on it too. Yeah, it does. Yep. Now, there's something familiar about this place. The photo of Jaeger's family was taken on Batu. We had heard that too, that we were going to get some references in this show about um, Batu. Mm-hmm. So this is the same location. It's going to be featured at the parks uh, at Star Wars The Galaxy's Edge. And if you look, that one tower looks very similar to one of the towers that's going to be at the park. Yeah. Now, um, of course, Jace ends up finding um, the the fuel, the hyperfuel, and pretty much uses the whole thing in his ship. <laughs> and you know, they say a drop of hyperfuel in an ion engine uh, could be catastrophic, as it was in the case of Ruckland's racer. Um, but this is how the Falcon gets out of the Kessel Run in Solo, because this is where we hear this fuel for the first time, or this particular fuel. Um, and then you know, the story ends with. Uh, Jaeger watching the watchtower. Uh, the tower is the center of the Colossus and is designed so Doza can keep an eye on everything. Both his office and control tower, situated just above his office, have 360-degree windows. It's circle vision. Um, so that he always has a clear view of the entire base and can keep an eye out for pirate attacks 
Uh, it is highly secure, being A, the highest point on the base, and B, only accessible by a single turbo, single turbo lift guarded by special security droids, and C, protected from outside threats by large anti-aircraft guns. Mm. I remember so, right, um, they put a little bit closer of a close-up of that, and you could see um, Doza up there looking out. Yeah, we, but we still don't get a clear, clean shot of Doza. So, um, so yeah, that's that's fuel for fire from Resistance. This one was an okay episode. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the other couple that we've had. Uh, yeah, I, I love. I mean, the recruit was good. I think of the three so far, Triple Dark was my favorite. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, because it shows the race. It shows another race, and then it shows how the aces are the ones who go out there and defend the base or defend the Colossus. Right. Yeah, when it gets to that point. So, um, I I, I was. It was cool to see that. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, it'd be cool to see some other stuff, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, much like uh, the fate of a certain Mandalorian bounty hunter uh, when he fell into the Sarlacc pit, so too goes the fate of the movie based on that same bounty hunter. That's right, folks. It looks like the Boba Fett solo film that was in the works is now dead, or at least dying the thousand-year death. Gone, kaput. <laughs> yeah, but so, they never said this actually happened anyway. This was all the fans and all of us going nuts. Yeah. Well, they had a director for it and everything. Yeah, well, not officially. They would never actually announce that. That was all rumors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, looks like the uh, Boba Fett movie is put on the back burner. And uh, looks like we might actually have the John Favreau series, The Mandalorian, partially to blame for it. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, there was a critic named Eric Weber who was attending a special screening of Black Panther with a number of highly placed Disney creatives. And uh, he had tweeted out that he had asked Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I think we all know who Kathleen Kennedy is at this point. Who is she? <laughs> no matter what. No ma she is uh, the chief of Lucasfilm, no matter what your opinion of her is. Hey, I have no issues with her. I don't either. Yeah, I've not but seen problems yet. We on Wookiee Radio do not have any issues with her. There are, however, some people that do, hey, as they have expressed. We would welcome her on the show. Yes, we would. And... uh in fact, uh, we did report a couple weeks ago that she got a, a contract extension. So, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, Eric Weber, uh, or Weber, I don't know, uh, asked Kathleen Kennedy about the Boba Fett movie. And she told him that, at least for now, Lucasfilm's focus is on Star Wars Episode Nine, The Mandalorian, and another thing that will throw the fans uh, – the fanboys, Ryan Johnson's forthcoming trilogy. So that's right, kids. That's still happening. <laughs> that's interesting that she's actually kind of confirming that that is still on the plate right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, of course, as we mentioned, uh, the Boba Fett film was never officially announced. Um, and we know there's been some issues with the movie. Uh, some fans are assuming that it was dead after the box office disappointment of Solo. No. Uh, no. 
And rumors were circulating that Lucasfilm and Disney were holding off on any firm decisions regarding Star Wars story standalone movies until after Episode Nine was completed. Which I don't but, think is the case either. I mean, no. if you remember earlier this year, we talked about Phanthatrax put out there that an Obi-Wan film is what's coming into the studios, uh, either Pinewood or, or Elstree. Right. But I think uh, I think like like uh, like Kathy and Kennedy said right now their focus is their focus is a little narrower uh, and they're only going to focus on Episode Nine, Man- the Mandalorian, and the Ryan Johnson trilogy for now, which makes sense. Um, and of course we know uh, <laughs> we know that uh, <clears throat> originally. Uh, one of our favorite directors, Josh Trank, was going to be <laughs> directing uh, Boba, the Boba Fett movie. And that is uh, Josh Trank uh, of the fantastic flop that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, but, you know, Wait, they, what movie was that again? The fantastic flop. There we go. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a, a train wreck waiting to happen, but luckily, uh, then we found out, or we heard, rumored that he, Josh Trank was kicked off the movie and replaced with James Mangold, who, uh, did the wonderful film Logan <clears throat> based on Marvel's Wolverine character right. and what that was a great movie and mm-hmm. i was rather excited to see what he would have done with the boba fett film uh but uh it looks like the mandalorian show will actually be covering much of the same ground that a boba fett project would um so instead they're going to focus on the mandalorian which will be the first live action tv project <clears throat> excuse me disney has undertaken for star wars um, even though there have been years, <clears throat> excuse me, years and years of rumors about various live television shows and such, this is the first one that actually has come to fruition. Exactly, and, and it, unlike the Boba Fett film, The Mandalorian is not rumor; it is official. There are even pics, so it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, so episode nine is going to come out in December of 2019, uh, as far as we know. <laughs> and uh, there's no word yet on when The Mandalorian will actually premiere, um, but hopefully it should be sometime next year. So there you go, kids. No what? Boba Fett film. I would think if they're filming now and um, Disney Play is supposed to come out mid to okay, late spring to late summer, mm. then I would think about this time next year we might see The Mandalorian. That would be my guess as well. Probably. But, of course, there has been nothing official on that right. yet. So. Well, there's been no official release of when um, when Disney plays being being launched. Right, exactly, yeah. So, so I mean, we, we've, we've got that. I don't know. So, I'm a little, not, nah, I mean, it would have been cool to see James Mangold's um, version of, of a Boba Fett movie. But, on the other hand, I was always kind of iffy on a Boba Fett movie. <laughs> But again, we're assuming that Trank or or even Mangold are even tapped for they were even tapped for a Boba Fett movie. That was the speculation, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is, 
if it was true, I would have liked I would have liked to have seen what he could have done. Yeah. But I was never really super Joan super excited about a, a Boba Fett movie. I was a little worried about what they might do with it. Right. That's what they actually go with what Lucas originally thought of who Boba Fett was. Right. Or you go with what the fans are wanting. True. You got like I like I keep pointing out. It's like if you look at the original trilogy when we first get introduced to Boba Fett, everybody has assumed for forty years now or thirty years, whatever since Jedi, that Han and Boba were like arch enemies or something. Mm-hmm. If you watch the movies, Boba Fett's just doing a job. He had no, he didn't right. care who I was in the slab. He's a bounty hunter. He's, He's just going after a bounty. Yep. Exactly. Jabba pays well. He works for Jabba. So Jabba says, "Get that guy. You go get that guy." Right. Right. There's not as, as I can tell, and looking at it, there's nothing personal any of that right and i think boba fett's the kind of character where the less you know about him the better yeah that's one of the few about the prequels that i wasn't extremely happy it's like we got too much info and that was the one where lucas actually was kind of pandering to the fanboys i think by putting right, yeah and giving boba fett a backstory yeah, yeah i agree i mean i enjoyed it and all but i i still like um paul bateman's idea of boba fett where to do the boba fett movie the first thing you do is you open up no crawl no nothing you just walk into a bar and mm-hmm. uh you just see guys, guy from like the um, waist down. Um, you walk into the cantina, and all of a sudden you hear a blaster. And Boba Fett's helmet hits the ground. The guy picks up the helmet and walks out. Now you got a brand new Boba Fett. No one knows who's under the hood or mm-hmm. under the yeah, yeah. Sort of like Michael Jackson. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't want to go that direction. Wherever you're going with that, conspiracy theory was. Michael Jackson died when his hair caught fire on the Pepsi commercial shoot. And they <sighs> went and they went to the top uh at the time the top Michael Jackson impersonator to take over his his role. <laughs> and then that's where all the other issues stem from. <laughs> right. I know it's a stretch, but that's I, how it's played out. This is not a rumor that the Rolling Stones died 30 years ago and no one told them. I think Keith Richards has been dead a lot longer than that. <laughs> and, and it's a zombie-like drug that's keeping them alive. Exactly. Like I said, no one told them, so they just keep going on tour. If they would stop touring, all of a sudden drop, their their bodies would stop moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But that's not, see, these are all fake news stories, but it's not the only ones. Now, everybody <laughs> out there's trying to get information about episode nine. I mean, we're looking everywhere, under every rock you can find. There's drone hunters out there trying to get rid of drones away from the set. Um, well, you got to go to Reddit because I guess on Reddit, finally someone got some leaked pictures of the from the set of episode nine, which is no <laughs> way. Since the sets look very much like Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- that's exactly what happened on um, on Reddit. There was original rumors that there was leaked set photos from Star War- from a news or from the new Star Wars film, which actually was a time lapse video from Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Now, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Well, me three times. You must be checking out Star Wars. Um, like, Star Wars uh, Reddits. Yeah. Subreddits. Star Wars sites and stuff. Uh, I was looking for like spoiler sites, but it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> now, it'd be interesting to have some jungle sets for this new movie. We don't know anything about it at all. But um, a lot of fans, I guess, are still eager to learn um, about what's coming up in the new film. And it, since we know it is going to be the last entry into the Skywalker saga, as we know it. Now, I, I could see them adding more stuff, but maybe not in movie form. It'll be something else. Right. Um, but Mark Hamill has actually teased and sometimes even spoiled aspects of the franchise in the past. But he's keeping pretty quiet about Episode Nine. Uh, the, the Luke Skywalker actor recently posted on his social media warning fans that he's not going to spill any secrets. 
And he quotes here, I mentioned keeping my Star Wars opinion to myself and what happens. It triggers an avalanche of questions about the next one. All I can say is yes, I am in it. Other than that, just consider it episode nine comment. Right. Uh, that's N-I- or N-E-I-N, no comment. We we talked over on We Be Geeks this week that what if they had taken the approach with the sequel trilogy of it was a reboot, but a continuation, sort of like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, where the first three films is wrapping up the story but there's a chance that the characters the new characters from this could continue on in a new set of star wars films that are non-episodic with a whole new set of stories yeah that could definitely happen and the way television and movies work now i would not be surprised to see some of the actors from the movies crossing into some of the tv series and stuff depending on what yeah. they do with that yeah mm, yeah they have in star wars resistance gwendolyn christie and oscar isaac have both been on there yeah so you never know well hamill's not the only one that people are grilling trying to get information from uh some people um now a lot of people have been trying to get spoilers from the newcomer richard grant to see if he could would slip up since he's never been on star wars or in a star wars movie before maybe it's easier to get him to crack um <laughs> he only mouth the film's pilot without saying any words so anybody who can do lip reading go watch that over on um yahoo to try to figure it out to see if you can read his lips <laughs> Excuse me. But some people have theorized that Grant would be playing a live action Grant on Thrawn, which I don't put too much into that. Um, and he actually recognized that speculation. And he says, I've been asked by in the street by people and I've been told in the street by people what role I'm playing, he says. Uh, Grant Grant's an admitted fan of the franchise, recognizing his good fortune for being cast in the ninth installment. So people keep telling him what he's playing, even though he's never said one way or the other. Right. But he goes on to say here that I saw the first one when I was a drama a student in 1977. Wow. Um, this with um, Yahoo. He says, so if you tell, if you told me when or then that I would be in a movie which seemed absolutely beyond the realm of possibility and that four decades later I would actually be in um, the ninth sort of final one in the whole arc of it, I would have said that you were either on drugs or certifiable. So I'm astonished that I'm in it. So, well, in our case, we are certifiable. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yourself. I've already got been certified. You want to see the certificate? No. No, but we do have the, we do have our awards though, so that certifies us for something else. That's right, we are certified. Well, uh, all that's going on in the world of Star Wars right now. Yeah, this next one I didn't even know was coming. What's that? The the one that? Oh wait, no, no, you got to. I, I, I was I, jumping. Yeah, you well, jumped ahead. Well, the, this is kind of almost our Halloween episode. So, and, and StarWars.com put up. Okay, this is from last year. So, how good is your memory? Um, this this is the Star Wars Halloween trip. Trivia quiz. Ooh. So we're going to start off number one. What is the name of the creature lurking inside the Death Star trash compactor? That's easy. Dianaga. The Dianaga, the Anacondon, Colo Clawfish, or the OPC Killer? And we all agree it's the Dianaga. (laughs) But we're wrong. It's Meg. It's actually. (laughs) No. Star Wars creature there. It's also a Star Wars creature, I believe. That's one of the creatures that's in um, the Seas of Naboo. Yeah. The OPC killer. Yeah. So, who or what made Leia scream while sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon? An Imperial? A space lug? Han Solo? Oh, maybe. Or a Minoc? Minoc. So far, we're... Watch calls on these, and so far, the choices. So far, we're two for two. What is the name of the admiral featured in the Clone Wars, whose design was directly inspired by a tarantula? Admiral, mm. 
Admiral Ularen, Ad- Admiral Trench, Admiral Teradoc, or Admiral Radis? Trench, I believe. I was thinking Radis. No, Radis was in Rogue One. Yeah. Was oh, the, uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's Trench. I'm going to say Trench. And we are correct. Okay. Because the third one, what was the three of them there? Or the four? Um, Yularen was a um, Republic commander. He was commander yeah. of uh, Anakin's. Well, yeah. Yularen we see quite a bit throughout the show. Yeah. He's, uh, old, he's with Tom Kane, so that's a, that's the easy one. Um, and Radis was the commander of the forces at um, the Battle of Scarif. Right. So it's like, and the one they gave there, I don't even think he was an admiral. Yeah, I'm not sure. Now, how do the Death, Death Omerian Night Sisters preserve their dead? Bury them in the ground, hang them from trees, wrap them in bantha hide, or submerge them in tanks? It's either bury them in the ground or hang them from trees. Derek? Uh, I'm going to go with hang them from trees. Is that our final answer? Yeah, let's go with that one. Correct. Uh-huh. Now, which Jedi? This is question five. Actually, these are getting kind of, kind of, kind of harder. Yeah. Which Jedi is a mummified corpse when Kanan and the Ghost Crew attempt to rescue her on Stygian Prime? Oh, um, Shakti, Depa Bilba, Bilaba, Luminara Unduli, or Boltar Swan? It's Luminara Unduli. Yeah, it is Luminara. Uh, Han Solo was hauling which giant creatures on his freighter when he met? Ray and Finn, Rancors, Zillow Beasts, Gundarks, or Rathar? Rathar. Yeah, Rathars. Rathars. It was Rathars. I wish it was Rancors. Yeah. Mother Talzin makes a voodoo doll of which Sith? Count Dooku, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul, or Savage Opress? I think it was Savat. Yeah. She had the most direct contact with him, if I remember right. And we were wrong. Oh. Ooh. Um, how many years does Jabba say it takes for the what? Sarlacc? It, I, I don't get the answer yet. Oh. Uh, how many years does it does Jabba say it takes for the Sarlacc to digest its prey? Over a thousand, <laughs> one hundred, over ten thousand, at least five hundred. Gee, uh, I wonder which one it is, since I already mentioned it earlier. Gee, over a thousand years. Yeah. Queen Karina the Great used brain worms to control undead creatures of what species? Thorians, Zabrak, Torgrudas, or Geonosans? Geonosans. Yeah. Geonosans. Yep, which I believe was the episodes that uh, around the time that Zoe was born. I think that I was... was just, yeah, I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's her episode. Um, what does the Emperor tell Luke Skywalker? You are no Jedi. Let the hate flow through you. Good is a certain point of view. You don't know the power of the dark side. What were they again? You're no Jedi. Let the hate flow through you. Good is a certain point of view. You don't know the power of the dark side. I believe it's you are no Jedi. Yeah. No. No. no, Let the hate flow through you. Yeah, it was. Let the hate flow through you. Nine out of ten. It was Vader that told him that um, he's not a Jedi yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to refresh this, see if we can figure out what that right answer was. Actually, the Emperor calls him a Jedi. Yeah. So be it, Jedi. So be it, Jedi. Um... Mother Talzin makes a voodoo doll of which Sith? Dooku, Sidious, or Maul? Mm. Say she's it's, a doll because she never, direct, never worked directly with Sidious. I want to say it's Dooku. I'm thinking so, too. It's Dooku. Okay. So, mm. there we go. So, yeah, that's a little Halloween, Halloween quiz. So, we originally scored 9 out of 10, only because of Mother, Mother Talzin. That witch. 
hey, it is the season of the witch. <clears throat> but we have another season coming up of something else, though. Indeed, we do. And uh, oftentimes, Star Wars games have been hit or miss. There's been some really great ones. There's been some not so great ones. <laughs> but one thing that everybody can or most people should be able to agree, agree on is that one of the most fun were the Lego Star Wars games. In fact, most of the Lego stuff in general is pretty fun. Yes. Uh, so now... Because of their unique blend of humor, storytelling, and character design, uh, they have been beloved by many fans. So, an all-new series uh, called Lego Star Wars All-Stars is bringing together your favorite characters from the galaxy far, far away. Well, that's cool. Uh, and Yeah, and it just had a trailer come out, um, a little teaser trailer. And the series is coming out, uh, debuts online on Monday, October 29th. It's coming Monday. Uh, according to the press release, Lego Star Wars All-Stars, a new animated adventure series that spans all Star Wars eras, will debut beginning Monday, October 29th on Disney XD, YouTube, and Disney Now. Uh, comprised of eight shorts and four half-hour episodes, the series features Lego versions of the fresh faces of the Star Wars galaxy alongside iconic heroes including Kylo Ren, R2-D2, Young Han, Chewie, Young Lando, BB-8, and General Leia. The first five shorts will roll out daily the week of Monday, October 29th through Friday, November 2nd, culminating in a compilation special highlighting three additional shorts on Saturday, November 10th at 11 a.m. on Disney XD and Disney Now. Following the debut of the shorts, four half-hour episodes will premiere Saturday beginning November 17th through December 8th at 11 a.m. on Disney XD and Disney Now. Lego Star Wars All-Stars is a production of Will Film, The Lego Group, and Lucasfilm, developed for television by Bill Motts and Bob Roth of Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures and Penguins of Madagascar. They join Jill Wilfert and Eric Wilstrup as executive producers uh, who are also on Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures. That was a, that was a cool show. Yeah, I need to it when it was on. I totally missed that one. I need to check it out. I mean, and the Lego shows in general have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple they, of those specials. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Those are pretty good. Those are fun. Um, I mean, those are definitely more kid-oriented, but but still fun. Yeah. Yep. So, so, again, look for that on, starting on Monday, October 29th. Yeah. I'm going to have to find a way to – hopefully this one uh, comes up on um, – maybe on Hulu or something. Uh, maybe. may show up on the Disney Now app. Possibly. Yeah, but if you don't have cable, you don't get Disney Now. You get Disney later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's like I don't have any easy way to watch Star Wars Resistance. I've been able to see it, but well, then you'll probably there'll probably be a way for you to see this one. 
So, but there's other things happening in the world of um, Star Wars television, and this one's not. This comes from the files of um, not the best things. The police are actually investigating the set of John Favreau's Star Wars: The Mandalorian after reports mm. of theft were made. Now, according to a report from the Blast, the set of The Mandalorian was compromised when an expensive when expensive equipment from the camera department went missing. And Lucasfilm is worried that a missing memory card could lead to some se- secretive details about the show being released. Now, whoever got this stuff, if they ever put out the um, the info on that uh, memory card, then they're not all that bright. <laughs> no. The only way you would get it is if they got that memory card out of the stolen equipment. Yeah. So, according to The Blast, the items were stolen from the studio at Manhattan Beach, where the production is fil- currently taking place. And the dominant theory is that they were stolen while the set was um, dark overnight. Now, this is the first major setback for this new Star Wars series, which was announced to be launched as part of the um, Disney streaming service. Um, and it is the first, as we said earlier, this is the first live-action Star Wars series to ever actually um, come to television. Now, we've yeah. had live-action specials, we had... Um, and plenty of animated series, but the first time we've ever seen actually a live action one. All right. So, yeah, this, this is interesting. It's like some of this, like camera equipment like that, it's pretty, um, swiping that from a set, that's pretty um, specific, you know? Yeah. It's hard to load something like that because it's easily recognizable. Well, I, I think if they went in, what would have been the easiest thing to, to take from from the set? Cameras. If they were yeah. if they were left out. Because you could always, always almost resell those anywhere. Right. Well, yeah. All of them have um, numbers and stuff on them, so it's easy to trace them, too. Could be, yeah. But, but then mean, again, most thieves are not all that bright anyway. This is true. <laughs> this is true. And more than likely, um, what's the chances that whoever swiped this didn't know what set it was? They just said, hey, they're filming something. Let me see what I can swipe. True, because Star Wars is known for having uh, uh, code names for their different set, like Red Cup for Solo. Blue right. Har- Blue Harvest for Return of the Jedi, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. mm. I mean, it, it's it's all it's all. Chances are they didn't know. It, it's just the easiest way to put it. They just didn't know. If they did, they they'd have stole a lot more stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I would have been after some of the props that were left out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sit so, on them for twenty. Years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd you get this? Oh, okay. Up in a garage somewhere. I knew someone from somewhere. I bought a storage facility in on, at an auction. Yeah. <laughs> storage wars. Yeah. Yeah. Now, talking about scary things you find at auctions, how about sc- scariest villains in the Star Wars universe since we're talking Halloween again? Um, I say StarWars.com gave us an article that lists the 15 truly frightening Star Wars characters. You guys haven't read this yet, have you? No. Nope. So I've got the story pulled up. Let's, why don't you guys guess, and I'll tell you if they're on the list or not. Cool story, then. So I know what number it is. Well, since you know what number one is, let's go ahead and spill the beans. Young Anakin. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> It's pretty scary to me. <laughs> uh, Trandoshan uh, Bosk. Bosk is on the list. Uh, Anakin, young Anakin is not. But yes, Bosk is on the list. Well, obviously Darth Vader is. Darth Vader is on the list. Yeah. Uh, what they say about Bosk is glowering down from the deck of the ex- ex- executor. Peter? Yeah. Um, clutching his Relby V10 mortar gun in his grip. Uh, this Transdotion bounty hunter 
with a thirst for Wookiee Pelts makes a quite makes quite an impression on Admiral Pettit. Um, despite his silent debut, Bosk proves himself a wild card and a threat again and again, particularly partnered with Boba Fett and his syndicate during the Clone Wars. Now, trivia. The costume he wears? Where have you seen that before? Oh. Ah. Looks like a Y-Wing uh, um, pilot uniform. No. Uh, you'd be wrong. Oh, curse my bad memory. I know what it is. Uh, uh, it wasn't Doctor Who, was it? It was used in an episode of Doctor Who. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, another interesting bit of trivia, trivia. Alan Harris, who was the man inside of Bosk, who portrayed Bosk, is the body of Han Solo in the Carbonite. Uh-huh. When, they, when they did the mold, it was Alan Harris, and then they did the face mold of Harrison for the head. No, that's kidding. But the body, the body is Alan Harris. I did not know that. And, oh, I didn't know that either. And I got the pleasure of hearing that story at Celebration 6, and I loved it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I guess to continue on with this list, uh, Aurora Singh. Mm-hmm. Uh, scariest? I don't know. They they say with her deep set eyes and bone white skin, uh, she stirs up visions of skeletal horrors as she guns her unfortunate prey into oblivion. I think she's more scary for the fact that she's got that antenna sticking out of her head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about her being all that scary. Yeah. Now the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. I could see him being scary for. For Sith or potential Sith, he was pretty good. I, I enjoyed the character. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the piercing yellow eyes, the razor sharp teeth, uh, that, that cool looking double bladed lightsaber, um, that reminded me of the toy so much that came out around the time of, uh, Revenge of the Sith when we see Grievous, where you put the two lightsabers on it and it's got the centerpiece that you spin to get it to spin nope. like Grievous. What's that? You know, that's where they got that from. Uh, they had to. Cause Zoe has it. Oh, he said, Oh, we got to put this in universe somewhere. Zoe has it. <laughs> Uh, we picked it up at, uh, it's when she was younger and those lightsabers were about the right size for her at the time. Uh, <laughs> except for the spin part, we had, we had to hide that from her. Um, cause that would made it too long for her. Uh, the seventh sister, uh, who, you know, associated with the Grand Inquisitor, uh, wasn't too bad. I like the way, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller or Galar portrayed her. Uh, yeah. I, I think one, oh, of my, yeah. I think one of my favorite stories was, I guess they were at Disneyland and her daughter did Jedi Training Academy and fought the seventh sister. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, okay. Uh, Zoe fought Vader, but seventh sister was, no. Yes. Fought Vader and Seventh Sister was there. Then I think Maul came out afterwards. I don't remember. I have to ask Zoe who who she fought and somewhere I've got pictures, but um Drayden Voss is on the list. I don't know if he was scary. I wonder if some of these is not the personality of the of the character. Could could be, but um I never noticed the, the suit of Mandalorian armor. Did yeah, they, it's in it. Yeah. Um he actually references it in there if I remember right. I think he talks he does. About, you see these things, I have this I have this awesome collection of like that. She's he's talking about the Well and with the name Voss, Voss sounds very Mandalorian esque as well. But who's to say that's not his armor? Uh, we've also heard the name Voss in Star Wars before. Quinlan Voss. This is true. I, yeah, oh yeah. I think I think though he's kind of s- supposed to be considered more scary because he's kind of like a uh, the gangster. M- yeah, gangster mob boss type you know, kill you in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
Uh, next we got the Night Sisters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they, I guess, they yeah. were they were pretty cool. In, yeah, in Clone Wars coming up and looking like all the ghosts and zombies looking. Oh, Clone- yeah, yeah. And um, Rebels both, but the Clone Wars especially had a lot of really creepy stuff that they did yeah. in that show. Oh yeah, they did. Like, like we like we referenced earlier, the episode that was released when when Zoe was born. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah, that should have been a Halloween episode and not the the week before Thanksgiving. Um, Assange Ventress. Go ahead. Yes, I could see him being scary. Well, um, you got in Rebels, you had the um the episode with what were they, the Dark Knox or whatever they called them. Yeah, but they're all like zombie zombified. Yeah. Uh, now we got Assange Ventress. Yes, um, Assange Ventress. I I liked her. Um, I liked her from the original uh, micro series. Yeah. I thought she was a yeah. Cool, yeah. cool character. And I loved the battle that they drew between her and Anakin on the one planet that she supposedly dies on. Mm. Um, I wish they had a, a battle of that equivalence in the actual Clone Wars between the two of them. Because um, I, I think they underutilized her slightly. But well, there's a far in there because um, if she got trained too much, then she'd actually be in a true Sith apprentice when she's not. Right. Well, they're saying here that she was a failed Jedi, but there was no, but I don't remember reference in the show saying that she, she was a part of the Jedi order. And maybe when she was a child, maybe I, yeah, I think they did. I think they have reference that. Uh-huh. Let me check Wikipedia. Uh, up next is Maul, which, Oh, fan favorite. The moment he popped on screen in Phantom Menace. Mm. Yeah. And, That's one of the great moments in all of Star Wars. And, uh, just when he shows up for that battle. Yeah. The doors open up and then the lightsabers fire up. Yeah. Well I, th- going down. well, I think the first time we see him, in, I mean, for me, I I was impressed with him the first time we see him pop up in the in the, uh, in the hologram message, in that hologram transmission. Yeah. I mean, he was cool then, too. Um, it, and I think with what they've done with Maul, since that movie was Lucas going, yeah, I probably shouldn't have killed him off the way I killed him off because mm-hmm. he, he was too successful of a character. Hence why they found reasons to bring him back. Yeah. Yes. Well, back I here, said, yeah. she's actually death of Mary. She was a, she's a night sister. Um, remember, I remembering, I'm remembering this now in her early life, her coven of witches of night, witches was actually forced to surrender her to the criminal house dead who took her away from the night sisters to um, the, another world where she was raved just as a slave in his service. She was then orphaned when her master, when her master was killed by a weak way pirate, but then was later discovered by Jedi Knight um, Kai Narek. Uh-huh. Who was actually stranded also on this world of rat attack? Okay. So, and then um, he raised Ventress and taught her to use um, the Force in the ways of the Jedi Order. Um, and together they protected the people of Rat Attack and fought back against the predatory attack of pirates and warlords. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she was a Jedi apprentice. Now, would the prequels benefited more if Maul was kept alive? at least through Revenge of the Sith and met his fate early in Revenge of the Sith and and given Dooku a slightly different twist to his character. I would have liked to see that. Well, we wouldn't have needed Dooku. No, I think so. I think because there's more than one Sith apprentice. Right. But I, but I think if he wasn't a Sith apprentice, but a fallen Jedi who is 
happens to know that Sidious, that uh, Palpatine is Sidious. Yeah. And then is trying to, and it's part of the reason for why Qui-Gon was thinking the way he was thinking. Almost being that mole, so to speak, to the Jedi Order, even though he's left. He's a fallen Jedi type deal. Yeah, it could have possibly worked. I mean, it's hard to go back and say now. I mean, yeah. But I I, th- I think to see Maul and, and Anakin be, you know, did that final battle that would have potentially killed Maul then for him to take over. Yeah. But oh well, things that never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Cornelius Evazon. Ah, yes. Uh, he's, he's wanted in, in many systems. I can't remember the number. 12, I believe. I believe. No. And it was cool seeing him and Ponda Baba in Rogue One as well. He, yeah. <laughs> so, that was a great cameo. Um, Then, Triple Zero and BT1 from the comics. Ah, nice. Scary. Yes. You don't think they would be scary? I do. Oh, from the book? Yeah. I have to... Yeah, with... with with how they handle things. I mean, with, with Trips, Trips alone, shake his hand, you die. Because mm. <laughs> he's got the, the ability w- with the palm of his hand, he's got this, uh, the sensors to, to shock you to death almost instantly. And then BT's got all, all kinds that. of weapons. Which is like, how does all that fit in that small droid? <laughs> but no, and of course, they're they're right down. You know, they're partnered with Dr. Afra. Um, her Wookiee, too, is pretty cool. Cool. I can't oh, think, yes. of, I can't think yeah. of his name. That's why I was saying earlier, Han Solo and Chewie would almost be a great fit to, to match up with C-3PO and R2 with her and, and that Wookiee and, and Trips and BT. Mm. Uh, Captain Phasma is on the list. Uh, I don't know about scary. She was definitely very intimidating. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely runs a tight ship, but she she's intimidating. And I'll tell you, seeing that costume at the parks when, when she comes down with the March of the First Order, it's 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 something to look at. It really I can is. Imagine, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's intense. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we got Kylo Ren. I don't know about scary. I, I didn't like the mm-hmm. way they processed his voice, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't crazy about that either. But with his mask on, he can be yeah. pretty scary. Yeah, is, you gotta remember the, the vo- Vader's voice um, modulated too, but it wasn't. It was done, I think, a little bit better. Well, that, yeah, Jones. Well, and his his had to be voice. Or modulated because of the apparatus he was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kylo doesn't have, you know, it's just the mask. And he has the voice changer so he'd be closer to the sound of his grandfather. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have the actual suit. But I think Snoke says it best take that silly helmet off. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, General Grievous. Yeah, uh, he can be. Uh, I could see Gary. Somewhere, um, if I thought I, I could get away with it and not have copyright issues, I would release the. Uh, the General Grievous Halloween track from Star Wars Hyperspace that they had years ago. Mm. That was a pretty cool thing. But uh, Grievous is pretty cool. Uh, of course, voiced by Matthew Wood. Uh, Matthew did a great job with that voice, really giving it that sinister sinister feel and sound and, um, and not only that but when he when he pulls out the forearms then he you know that's like a whole that adds a whole level to it yeah yeah and walk and it has that spider type walk i mean this, yes that was yep. pretty cool yeah um 
Next up is Darcidius slash the Emperor. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, he he was he's not if he's not scary, then he's just drawn that well, <laughs> just made that way due to lightning. Um, <laughs> yeah. About to say he's not really scary. He's just drawn that way. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone been watching Roger Rabbit again? Yes. Not bad. Uh, and then, and then finally, as we talked about, uh, Darth Vader. It's a classic. Yeah, we, yes. we got Darth Vader, and me personally, I think the best Vader moment was at the end of Rogue One. That's oh, when, definitely. That's yeah. when we see Vader in that kick butt, pure evil from the get go. Mm-hmm. It's not when pre armor or pre suit killing the Padawans and everything else. It's not yeah. the it's not the stuff we see in Return of the Jedi because I mean he really wasn't that menacing in, in in the original trilogy except maybe the opening sequence of, yeah. of Star Wars when we are introduced to him the first time. Although a New Hope, he's on the scary menacing side. Yeah, yeah. Power or when he's not hiding behind um um Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah, when he's force choking people. And- but you know. But I would put Tarkin on this list. I mean, Tar- oh, Tarkin was kind of yeah. creepy. Oh, we're going to get the information out of you. Bring the big ball with the long, giant needle. Yeah. Dr. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Rogue One. Oh, man. that that was That's a Vader. If we see Vader again in any other movie, that's what I want. Although yeah. I would I would say he was kind of, he was pretty creepy in the uh, fight with Luke in uh, Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing maybe though, is it as he wasn't as hundred percent evil almost as much because yeah. there he's trying to get Luke to um, join him. He's basically right. building him up, let you know, hey, I'm your dad. I really don't want to kill you, but yeah. but the way the scene was, it was all dark and atmospheric and. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the mood was right for it, but it, it still really didn't give us that creepiness of Vader well, like, like you get in Rogue One or that I scariness. Was, I don't think he was creepy in Rogue One. He was well, just... I mean, scary, intimidating. I, I would say that was, that was his, his definitely his uh, most, uh, you know, bad yeah. moment. <laughs> that, 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 was, was, that was probably his top moment. Well, uh, actually, I would almost say um, beginning of Empire Strikes Back, when he's dealing with Admiral Piet and all those, and it ends up force choking, um, wasn't it Piet's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Force chokes him. Right, yeah. That's the most dark side you see from Vader. Who was it that he force choked? It was Admiral Piet, I believe. No, Piet gets the promotion. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Shoot. I want to say that was your, your... Yularen, but it wasn't. Yularen died on the um, Death Star. Yeah. Well, you, the listener, can email us at wookie at wookieradio.net and let us know. Obviously, we're going to come up with it after show, but we want to hear from you guys. <laughs> so... Um, who else would you put on this list? I mean, as a scary me, I think it would go more with um, some of the creatures. Yeah, and it would have to be something out of Clone Wars or Rebels because there was some downright scary stuff in some of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think actual direct characters. Um, uh, I would say the Sand People. Yeah, yeah. I I would put Thrawn in there as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 
I see menacing. I don't know about scary. Uh, no, I I would think with the way he he was used in in Rebels, I, I would say scary as well. I mean, look what he was doing with Hera at the end. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw some of these other people on here, you're gonna throw throw Thrawn in there. I mean, same same with Tarkin. I mean, Tar Tarkin's just scary. He, even when Steven Stanton played him in Clone Wars, and, and he was supposedly a a goodie at that point, he was still kind of creepy and, and kind of scary. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, <laughs> no. Um, I see Krennic. I don't. I didn't find that scary or intimidating. I no. I, I loved. I, I loved the the uh, um, the AWR troopers, the death the death troopers. But I hated their voice. Nah, I didn't mind their voice so much. I mean, I you just you couldn't understand what they were saying. Well, that was the whole point. I know, no. but then you get in Rebels. Oh, now we can start understanding them a little bit more, and I understand why they did that. But I would have liked a little bit more. What what are they saying? I, I didn't yeah. want I didn't want to have to to fight that hard to go. Okay, with the DVR or with the Blu-ray rewind. What was that? Well, screw this. I could throw in the captions and see what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> throw Jabba on this list. Yeah, yeah. Could do Jabba. Well, like you were saying before, can if you can put creatures on, certainly the Rancor, the Rancor, the Wampa, definitely. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. The Sarlacc. Especially if you see him. Yes. Tuscan yeah. uh, or not Tuscan? The um, Tauntaun. Yeah. 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 Definitely the Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and like we talked about with the with the trivia, the the Dianaga. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that was pretty cool too. I mean, you see it briefly, but it's like, whoa, the way it just popped up. I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing because you don't you don't really see it. You just yeah. see a part of it, and then. I, but I'll tell you, the scariest, uh, the scariest creature in all of Star Wars is the Porg. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll have to disagree on that one. I think the scariest creature in all of Star Wars was whatever that beast was in the swamp on Dagobah. The one that ate R2? Yeah. Or tried to, yeah. Yeah, that we never see. We just see the tips of the wings or, or fins. That's it. Mm. That, to me, was w- one of the coolest creatures. It's like, what yeah. is that? I'm going to have to say that the Ewoks are, are one of the scariest creatures because uh, they look all cute and fuzzy, but really, they just want to eat you. Pretty much. True, true. <laughs> They're the cats of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's see if you have nine lives. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I, I think I think that's the episode episode title. Ewoks, cats of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> right, all cute and cuddly, and then they want to. They just want to secretly want to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, any final thoughts? Because um, it's, it's about that time. I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I just, yeah. be curious to see what Steven says about this. Shameless <laughs> plug, Steven. Check out Roco Depot and their podcast and re- podcast and reviews. Some great critiques and great, great reviews of tons of Star Wars podcasts. I, he says he does it at work. I just, I just don't see how he does it all. <laughs> I don't know that many of them. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work, but I don't listen to nearly. Me too. So, any final thoughts? I got nothing. Mm, 
happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Well, I got nothing as well. Um, at the moment, uh, the folks doing our shop are reworking the link and, and doing uh, a move to a new site location. So bear with me on that. But there are other affiliates you could go check out and support. So please do follow us on Wookie Radio on all social media. And until next time. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. I am your father.